Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking about education matters today, and I have two special guests. Susan Wells is lecturer in the College of Business at Tennessee Tech University and is director of the Governor's School for Technological Innovation and Business Leadership. Susan, it's good to have you back with us. I'm glad to be here, Bob. Thank you. Good. And and Sherry Cannon is Associate Director for Professional Development in the College of Business at Tech. Sherry, great seeing you. Great to see you. I'm delighted you both could be with us, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we want to talk about the Governor's School, and we want to talk about all of the things happening in, in professional development. And we ought to probably start by saying uh, just a little more than a year ago now, but uh, not too long ago, uh, Miss Susan was recognized by Tech's National Alumni Association as the recipient of the Outstanding Service Award. Susan, congratulations again on that. Thank you so much. It's a great honor to be recognized for doing what you love is just a fantastic honor. It is fun when you can have fun and still do something productive. That's right. Well, that's good. Well, why don't we start by both of you telling our audience a little bit about your backgrounds and sort of where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you got to the position you're in now. And Susan, you want to start? I can do that. I am originally from Louisiana and moved up here in 1988 with my husband, who was a brand new professor. Uh, We raised our daughter here. I finished my undergrad degree here, got an MBA, uh, got a law degree from National School of Law, never really wanted to leave the classroom. I started teaching as an adjunct in 1995. And um, students and teaching are my passion, and so I have been back at the university for about 10 years now, full-time, and um, I helped Dr. Curtis Armstrong with the inaugural Governor's School in the College of Business in the year 2001, um, which was a president's school that year, and you helped us get the funding for that. Yeah, I remember that well. The gov- the. Tennessee state government shut down. So um, we were the only game in town that year. And so I have held some role in that since inception. And um, this is my fifth or sixth year as the sole director. Um, And so we are currently evaluating over 130 applications and we will send out invitations at the end of February. Well, that's great. Yeah, you've got uh, a lot of people wanting to come to it then. Yeah, we're excited. And Sherry, what about you? So I am a Cookville native. Um, I was born and raised here um, in Cookville. Um, My parents are are both also here from Cookville. I am a Tennessee Tech alum. Um, I have three degrees from Tennessee Tech. Wow. Um, So I'm I'm very excited and very passionate about Tennessee Tech. Um, I have been an educator for 25-plus years um, and uh, worked at Vol State Community College um, and then moved over to Tennessee Tech as an advisor and then just recently moved up to the associate director position um, for professional development. Well, that's great. Well, we, we want to talk about that professional development program and let our listeners learn even more about some of the great things that you guys are doing to get get uh, tech students ready for the ready for the world. 
Well, Susan, you said you had a bunch of applications. Let's let's talk about the governor's school. And some of our folks may not know what a governor's school really is. So tell us what the, a governor's school does. There are various governor's school acro- schools across the state. Uh, Tennessee Tech has two. They have one in the Engi- College of Engineering for Emerging Technologies and then the, ours in the College of Business. We bring 30 to 36 rising juniors and seniors in high school uh, to the campus. They live on campus like college students for a month. They attend classes. They have a month-long project. Uh, We do get to do some fun activities. It is, besides myself and my administrative person, it is a fully student uh, staff camp. So they get a lot of interaction with graduate students and uh, junior and senior college students. Um, their project is they have to develop a, a technical based, a technology based, um, innovative product and develop the marketing plan, the business plan for it. And then we have several competitions throughout the school. We have a commercial competition where they have to film a commercial and we send it off across the country to a pool of about 10 uh, very diverse demographic investors and say, which of these products, would you, based on the commercial, would you, would you invest in? They also have an investment fair that is their parent day. When the parents come to spend the day with them about midway through the school, the parents are allowed to invest. And it's always a shock to the kids that the parents don't pick their product just because it's their product. And then the last uh, full day of the school, they present to a team of judges. And so um, we've had some unique and interesting products come out. My favorite part of it is um, we base their groups before they get here. The primary criteria I use is where they're from in the state of Tennessee. Because with the three grand divisions in the state of Tennessee, it very different backgrounds. And so I try to make sure before I check anything else that we have, if we have, you know, we have five or six groups, if we have five or six people from West Tennessee, one of them's going in each group, you know. And so I, I, I try to really do it that way so they get the perspective and they understand how different the entire state is. So it's a great program. I love it. It's an exhausting program, but it is worth every Every tear, every blood, you know, every piece of blood and sweat I put into it. It's it's a wonderful program. They are great programs. And, and as you said, there are governor's schools in other universities across the state. But these two fit Tennessee Tech really, really well. Um, they go with our strengths. They, they really do. And um, and they're a great recruiting tool for, for tech. So Absolutely. I know you've gotten a lot of good students, not all in the College of Business. They no. go to some other majors, too. They go to other majors, and I actually have one who was a governor's school student in 2018. She was a junior, rising junior, and she's now a junior in the College of Business <laughs> at Tennessee Tech. Oh, that's great. So you've gotten to see her over a number of years. It's, and it's really it's really been fun to watch her grow and watch her fill into that potential that I knew was there when she was a rising junior in high school. Well, these um, kids, and they're, they're really more than kids, but these kids are, are really talented. I know I've, so I've taught talented. some of them in, in uh, guest lecturing in the governor's school, and 
Boy, they have good questions. They do. And I always tell my staff when I hire them, I always say, look, there may be kids at the school that are actually smarter than you are. <laughs> because sometimes there's ones there that are smarter than I am. Yep. And I have yep. to say, I have to step back and go, I'm not sure the answer to that question. Let me go look it up for you. <laughs> but these students, after they leave the governor's school, they go back to their high school and hopefully... This impacts not just them, but they tell other people they about They tell it. others, and, and every year our applications grow because of that. Every year. And, and one of the things I was really proud of is we did our only, hopefully only ever, online in 2020 because of the pandemic. And we actually got five students over the next two years that enrolled in Tennessee Tech from that online program. So that, to me, was a big deal because... You know, to get a to get that get a sixth of them, and they never set set foot on the campus until they started touring schools. That made a that made an impression. Yeah, we learned a lot during the pandemic, and and for a, a governor's school in technological innovation, it's not too great of a leap to say you could you could do it online. But some of the governor's schools, like the one in arts, really struggled. It's not on this campus, but. I know they really struggled. During a lot that time. of them did. We just kind of embraced it, and I had a fantastic staff that year, and full support of the university because we were the only game in town, and uh, we made it work, and it worked out really well. That's great. Well, why don't you just in a in a high level view talk about the topics that these students? Um, we immerse them for four weeks in business. We um, do everything from. Um, they do lots of leadership classes. They do lots of technology classes. They do computer forensics. They do conflict management. They do communication. Um, because despite how smart they are, some of them are not great communicators. So we do a lot of communication teaching them, do a lot of, of group dynamics kind of work with them. Um, they do accounting. Um, they do all the functions of a business. And so, um, and writing that business plan is is kind of the vein that runs through the entire thing. So, uh, we we give them we basically give them four years worth of a business degree in four weeks, just just little mini snippets. And they learn to um, learn to be on a team. Yes, learn to lead a team. Yes. So they um, they get some really valuable. And they real learn world. the beautiful thing is they learn that they're not always going to be the leader and how to work with others when they're not the leader. And that's, that's, that's a thing because most of them are leaders in their schools. Yeah. And so it's interesting to watch how they do with that. Well, it's um, uh, fun too. They, they come from diverse backgrounds, different small schools, big schools, small counties, home schools. Yeah. And so we have them all, and, and it's very fascinating. Um, in fact, we have them do a video on what they're passionate about, and listening to that when we're interviewed, when we're doing, it's, it takes the place of an interview when we're reviewing the applications. It's really interesting to watch. And um, then the essay question they have to answer is, if I'm not CEO, the role I would want is and why? And watching the answers to those is very, very telling on if they're going to be able to work in a team or not. Yeah, I'll bet that's true. 
Well, we are going to take a quick break and then come back, talk a little more about the governor's school, and then then shift over to professional readiness and leadership in the College of Business. We're taking a quick break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Sherry Cannon and Susan Wells, both from the College of Business at at Tennessee Tech University. And Susan, we were talking about the Governor's School that that you are directing. It launches fairly soon here, coming up on, on the summer really quick, aren't we? Yes, we are. They'll start June. They'll be here June the 4th. So they get out of their whatever grade they're in. Most of them are juniors and seniors. Most of them will be rising juniors and seniors. So they will finish their sophomore year, finish their junior year, and they'll be out anywhere from two weeks to about a week and come to governor's school. And it's a a change of pace for them, but it still is an intensive kind of of school with a a lot of things going on. Talk about the faculty that, that... lead your classes in the governor's school? I am very fortunate in that everybody is generally willing to help. I ha- I am the, the the professor of record and I do, I am responsible for meeting their first class every morning. But then I have uh, various people from the community and from the university who come in and uh, Sherry will be teaching them communications this summer. Uh, Mr. Seth Williams, who's one of our lecturers in IT, uh, does a lot of the technology stuff with them. We have two new faculty members in the IT area, Dr. Grant Clary and Dr. Jim Jenkins. And I'm talking to them, just starting to talk to them and say, hey, what would you like to teach? Um, We have accounting faculty. We have uh, marketing faculty. So everybody kind of pitches in and helps us with it. Uh, Dr. Tom Timmerman teaches them human resources and uh, Dean Payne comes in, uh, you come in, uh, usually President Oldham and uh, Provost Lori Bruce come in. So we have a lot of people. We try to, and I even have uh, coach du- football, head football coach Dwayne Alexander come in and talk to them about, you know, leadership and, and how he goes about leading a team and that kind of thing. So uh, it's a wide variety of people that I have uh, come in and talk to them about the various business topics. And they're um, they're young enough. Some of these topics are relatively new to them. They don't have a lot of perspective on them, right? But somebody like Dwayne Alexander will get their attention. Is he does, and he does a really good job, and and usually motivates them really well. And um, Dr. Rob Owens comes in and talks about servant leadership, and then uh, Charia Campbell comes in and talks about diversity and inclusion, and um, that that was probably probably one of my highest rated classes last year. 
she did a fabulous job. Yeah, so great, great. Well, um, they get exposed to a lot, and it's a it's a great experience for them. So we look forward to seeing this new class on the on the tech campus um, um, this summer. Yes, that, that'll be that'll be fun. Well, Sherry, let's let's shift gears just a little bit and talk about existing students at Tennessee Tech, the the students primarily in the College of Business, although I know you reach out and you touch other students in in other areas, but tell us a little bit about what's going on in professional development. So we're very fortunate in the College of Business. Um, we have a center called the Professional Readiness and Leadership Center. Um, it is unique um, in that we provide an opportunity for students to basically become project managers within the college. Um, they have the opportunity to run the events um, that happen in the College of Business from the beginning to the end. And so that means that they're running it with the administrative side. They're also doing the budget side. They're, they're learning all of those skills um, that they're going to need to have in the professional world. And it's very important um, for students to have an opportunity to be able to do those um, in college um, because uh, n- not always when you go into a job um, do you have someone that trains you. Um, and so they're getting that opportunity to get that knowledge, that experience before they actually go into the workforce. Um, so that's what our center encompasses. We have six um, uh, student interns that r- actually currently are running that right now. Um, there's 25 plus events um, for the spring already scheduled out um, that students in the College of Business and any students um, on the university are welcome to join us. We'll talk a little bit about those events and about who comes to them, both in terms of external folks and also what students show up. So one of the new things that that we have is called Tech Talks, uh, kind of a playoff of the TED Talks. Um, And this is where our faculty and our staff um, do 15 to 17 minute presentations on things outside of the classroom. Um, It's important that students realize um, as instructors, we have lives as well. Um, And so it gives them an opportunity to see a different side of their instructor. Um, and, and it's a great opportunity. We have four of those coming up this semester. Um, we also do what's called Table for Ten. Um, this is an opportunity for students to sit down with nine of their other fellow students and meet people within the community um, that are in their field and have an opportunity to talk with them um, and find out their concerns, find out um, what's happening um, in the business world. Um, recently, we just had uh, CG England um, that that did a, a, a tech or a table for ten for us, which was really fantastic. Um, other things that we've got going on, um, we are always working on our professional um, clothing closet. Um, a lot of individuals in the community don't know about it, and it's very important that we think for the for the community to know. We have a professional clothing closet called Scarlet and Murphy's, and it is for any student um, on Tennessee Tech campus that needs professional clothing so that they can go out to a business dinner or to an interview um, to be able to come in and pick out those clothing, um, and it is a free service to them. Um, and then they just are asked to, when they return it, to have it dry cleaned. Um, so it's a great, great service for any students on campus. So anyone that wanted to um, donate to that 
that closet, how do they contact you? Um, so they can reach us in the Professional Readiness um, and Leadership Center um, at the College of Business, and um, they can call or they can go on to the College of Business website, and there's actually a donation form under the Professional Readiness and Leadership. Well, that's great. It, it is a great service. A lot of our students have had no reason to get a business suit until this point in their life. That is true. A lot of students don't come to college um, with um, a suit or professional clothing. Um, And, you know, some of our students are several hours away or even several states away, um, and they can't just run home and grab a suit. Um, So it's really important that they have that opportunity to go into the closet. And a lot of times, Students don't know what size they are, especially the guys. Um, They don't know those measurements, so we actually provide them with those measurements um, so that they'll have them for the future as well. Well, and I know that we we fit our six foot five defensive line captain this past fall. We did. (laughs) We did. It was an experience. I'll bet he was wearing something besides football pads, huh? <laughs> that is that that is for sure. But again, he needed to look presentable, and and I'm sure he did look presentable. But he needed to look professionally ready. Yes, he needed and, he needed those clothing um, to be ready for a dinner and a banquet. Now you do other things for professional readiness too, so. It's more than just dressing for success. Talk about the other things. It is. We we also work with um, resume enhancement. Um, we make sure that the students are interview ready. Um, and we also help them with internships, um, with locating internships, as well as helping them um, with what they need um, to be successful in that internship. Great. Well, We're going to take a break and then come back and talk a little bit about the interviewing uh, coaching that you do and the the other kind of readiness programs that that are very active in the College of Business. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Sherry Cannon and to Susan Wells about the Governor's School and about professional readiness programs in the College of Business. And Sherry, we were talking about um, preparing for the interview and and uh, getting that resume together. Talk a little bit more about what you do to get students ready for that. Well, if, if you look right now, um, the local NACE, which is the National Association of College and Employers, they'll tell you that one of the top things that they're looking for is communication skills and that they feel that students are lacking those. Um, so we work really hard on those communication skills um, in the classroom as well as outside the classroom. Um, and students, a lot of students have never interviewed before for a job. Um, they do not know what to expect. Um, and so we work, um, do workshops with them. Um, we actually role play um, so that they have an opportunity to to kind of get an experience of what it would be like to sit in that interview, whether it's a one-on-one interview, whether it's a panel, or whether it's a group interview. And that's that's good experience if they can sit there and sweat a little while it's practice. They'll be a little better prepared when it's the real one. Yes, they will be. Um, it's 
it's hard sometimes to to go into an interview. Um, even as as grown adults, we we still struggle um, when you go into an interview because you don't know what your questions are going to be next. And so it's really important for them to see that mistakes happen. But as I as I tell students all the time, mistakes are learning opportunities. Um, and as long as you capitalize on each one of those, um, you're going to be successful. And that interviewer probably remembers the mistakes he or she made back when they were doing interviewing too. Absolutely. And one thing that I that we have found and I've found in talking with employers is these students, their parents have done a really good job in making them humble. So they're not good at talking about themselves and their projects yeah. and what they what they've done. So we we do make an effort through the classes, through the workshops to get them talking about themselves and being able to say, well, on this project, I did this. And on this project, I did this. So, um, you know, kudos to the parents for making them humble. But we sometimes have to drag out of them what they you, need to say in an interview. Get a little more extroversion there and a little bit more self-confidence. Right. Well, after the pandemic, we've seen a bit of a shift in a lot of companies where they'll do at least the initial stages of interviews online. So how do you prepare a student for an online interview. It's it's a little different when you're on Teams or Zoom it, it, than when you're in person. It is different. Um, you have to you have to get used to and familiarize yourself with number one the technology. Um, and if you're not comfortable with the technology, you're really going to struggle. The other is um, students have to, to realize you've got to treat that, even though you may not be in the same room with the individual, you've got to treat it like you are in the room with them. Um, and that means being dressed properly um, and not just from the top up. Um, you, you, you need you to mean be. You can't really wear shorts to that interview? <laughs> you can, <laughs> but I can tell you many, many times how a student has accidentally stood up. Yes. Um, or moved, and it's obvious that they have not been. Dre- they are not dressed the way they need to be. And make sure that your roommates are not in the apartment. If they are, go somewhere else to interview. <laughs> yes, and and it's important for them to also think about the background um, when you're in a in a uh, Zoom interview um, because that's what the interviewer is actually seeing. Um, so you That's have right. to be you have to be prepared. It's sometimes you have to be more prepared for that interview than you do for an in-person interview. It's certainly a different kind of preparation. And and Susan, you're right. I was on a Teams call last week with the board I'm on, and uh, this other person was in Idaho, but his dog was also in <laughs> Idaho. And right in the middle of these folks were all over the United States. Right in the middle, the dog comes running in and jumps up and. And wants attention. <laughs> it, we all sort of enjoyed it. We knew this person well, but it still it um, it's not the thing you expect in a in an on uh, online kind of interview. There are some other things that have changed a little in the college since um, uh, since the pandemic. Uh, we at one point had a very robust international exchange program where students went out to other countries routinely. And we pretty much had to shut that down during COVID. What's happening now? Very exciting. There will be a group from the College of Business um, that will be traveling abroad um, in the spring. They are going to Spain? Spain. Yes, they're going to Spain. Um, And I think it's a group of about 25 that will be going to Spain this year. Um, Next year, 
um, will be Italy, and also the accounting students will be going to London. So wow. um, international is back, um, as well as the Disney College program. Um, Disney just recently um, opened it back up to students, and we're very excited. We actually have a student that was accepted and is currently at the Disney College program, and so she is actually earning her um, ears this week. Um, as she starts in the Magic Kingdom, which is very exciting. So talk about what they do. In the it, This is a kind of internship with Disney. It is. It is an internship with Disney. Um, Disney, um, actually, the applications for fall 2023 just opened on Monday. Um, and the students actually go on to uh, the Disney College Program website, fill out the application. Um, once the application is completed, um, based on it, the, then they are given a test via the computer. Um, if they answer those questions appropriately for Disney, then they are given a phone interview. Um, and then from the phone interview, they are given a Zoom interview. And then if they are accepted into the program, then they will receive an email from Disney. Um, and they ha- it's very interesting because Disney only gives them about seven days to make a decision as to whether they want to spend the next semester um, at Walt Disney World. And uh, that that's got to be an outstanding uh, experience for them. Disney is just known worldwide for their training capability. So it is. It's a neat opportunity, and the students not only get to work in um, in the parks and in the hotels, um, but they also get to take leadership classes um, as part of that program um, that you can't get anywhere else. That's got to be a great, great experience. Where else do students typically go from the College of Business on internships? What kind of different experiences can they have? Uh, the, the, the opportunities are endless. Um, you, you've got accounting students that are working in the accounting firms um, that are working for the state um, as well. Um, you've got uh, IT. IT. Uh, IT stu- we have IT students in various places. We have several local businesses who routinely do an HR internship that we work with. They go to banks. and the, Exactly. And then uh, one that I'm really just now starting to ramp up from the credit standpoint is the data analytics. And so we have people that work with sports information at tech on the analytics and then go to different companies who have a lot of big data. And then we've got um, marketing interns. Um, social media is very hot, and, and therefore a lot of individuals are looking for students that will run their social media websites and Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so that is, that is a, a content generator is something that a lot of companies are currently looking for. Um, so we've got students that are available, um, and I know we've got a lot of local companies that may have not even thought about use, utilizing an internship opportunity. I would love to sit down and talk with these companies and, and tell them what we can provide for them. Sometimes those students um, really add a lot of value to it. It's, it's not just doing the student a favor to get them there. They're bright kids, and they will come in and actually uh, sometimes – at a eureka moment to somebody that's been there a while. They will. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. Well, we don't just hear about tech reaching out to businesses. Uh, 
tech also brings businesses into tech or into the classroom. Talk a little bit about alumni and other leaders and how they come back and interact with students. And they do that online sometimes, but sometimes in person. We we do bring them into the classroom as speakers. And um, Sherry mentioned earlier, CG England being one of our, our table for 10, currently our system, uh, BIT system capstone class is doing all of the IT for the Exceptional Bean, the local nonprofit coffee shop. And so um, CG and Michael are both tech alum who are working with these students. And we've done everything from the students and, and faculty have done everything from running wire to developing their ordering app to their website. And it's been a two semester project and it's it's it will culminate in May. And they have totally taken the bean from no technology to all technology. So um, that has been a great experience to work with. And we've had several companies, several alumni and companies donate for the, the routers and the, the things like that. So it's been really nice to work with all those companies. So those students get hands-on experience in Absolutely. just about every aspect of it. Everything from systems analysis and design, project management, networking, the whole thing. It is, it's been a, it's just been a glorious experience to be just on the fringes of and be part of. And we're just about out of time, but uh, Susan, let's also talk about your lecturing uh, experiences or both of you. You teach classes at TAC2. Talk about what you teach. I teach conflict management and negotiation, which is one of my very favorite classes. I teach organizational leadership. I teach the intro computer class, which is the DS2810. It's Excel. And um, then I teach uh, business intelligence. And I also, um, Sherry and I both teach, we overlap, we both teach the freshman experience class. And Sherry, you teach communications in addition to freshman experience. Exactly, I do. And I also am the co-op administrator for the College of Business for the Disney College program. And I do the internships for management, analytics, and IT. So I do the, uh, the credit granting side of the the internships. Well, you all stay busy. (laughs) We've still got many more things we could talk about, but we're out of time. So I want to thank you both for coming out and being with us. And um, good luck in the governor's school this summer and good luck in all the programs that are going on in the College of Business. Thank you. Thank you.